0: Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite sports adjacent audio forum. I'm Chandler. Alec. All right. This week, uh, we got uh, all our regular segments off the top. Uh, then we're going to obviously cover some March Madness. Uh, it has been madness, been been pretty wild, been a lot of fun to sit down and just watch a lot of college basketball again. I'm uh, going to cover the NBA and then a, a new segment, a little sneaky spotlight that uh, we're gonna add in in the middle here. so uh, without further any further ado let's get started. my, my soul I gave it all. All right. You, uh, you told me in the pre-pro you had, I'd ask a question. Uh, do you want to lead off with that? You told me you had to wait to tell me.
1: Sure. So I'm actually going to do two-parter the first part. And really both of these are just blessings. Like I'm just happy that they happened. Uh, blessings on blessings. And you're off the hook, no shoulder surgery. I have synovitis, um, which is, inflammation in the synovium uh would be lying i dude i had to google it just to put it on uh so that front is looking better on the up and up also had my colonoscopy follow-up that fun thing gluten intolerant not celiac disease so i can have it i just shouldn't have a ton of it so i'm currently gonna play around with my diet and see what you know makes it act up what doesn't but Honestly, it's
0: a weight lifted off your shoulders.
1: It's amazing the amount of things that I found that I was like, "Oh, I never tried that, and I really want to." Like, I texted you about Little Caesars. Like, I've never given a fuck about <laughs> Little Caesars in my life, but once I knew that I couldn't have it, of course, I wanted it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody, nobody really wants. uh, You know, uh, I was going to use shellfish, but that's a bad example. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's the forbidden fruit that you can't have.
1: Absolutely. Well. You were going to talk a little bit about shellfish, shellfish today, weren't you?
0: Yeah, uh, you know. Speaking of that, we got mm-hmm. uh, this big controversy on the internet. It started yesterday. Uh, so this guy—I don't know—he's a blue check mark. I don't—I don't really know who he is, but uh, just a, a casual Jensen Carp. I don't—he's a writer, um, and he's just eaten some CT Crunch. And out comes two shrimp tails coated in cinnamon and sugar.
1: So how like, do you think that flavor profile is?
0: I mean, I don't think the like shell is that I've never eaten like shrimp shell before. It's
1: probably like an additional crunch. That's where they get the crunch of the cinnamon. Holy toast.
0: shit. It's all the leftover shrimp shells we throw out. They just pick <laughs> them out of the garbage. Um, I would assume it would taste the exact opposite of like a Cajun crawfish boil the cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tail
1: yeah it would taste uh, the exact opposite of good you're right
0: yeah <laughs> astute, astute observation so he like any logical person he just goes right to twitter especially since he has a blue check mark of course um tweets at cinnamon toast crunch and basically they start denying it. like right off the bat they're like mm. Uh, we're not really seeing an issue here. Uh, it's just they called them like clumps of cinnamon and sugar, <laughs> but it's obviously a shrimp tail. It got like Seth Seth Rogan got involved, and he's he's genetic. online. Big Cat uh, Barso Big Cat got involved, being like, "Do I need to skull fuck?" Uh, CT Crunch. It's all going back and forth. I guess today he took like the box to a lab to get it tested because there's also like black little black dots and like a little piece of string in the box. It was something literally something fishy is going on.
1: So my first thought is that I used to work at a grocery store and like just in the warehouse, like we would go back there every once in a while and like a rat got loose, whether it was before it got to us or not. I don't know. But like, you know, they would eat like, you know, a little piece of the box. And obviously Mm -hmm. we couldn't sell that, but like, maybe it just got overlooked. But secondly, there is a certain amount of like rat shit you can have in your food yeah and human shit like there are human feces rent feces like all of that has like a certain percentage that's okay and i would think that an entire turd is over that percentage
0: yeah i this got me thinking like what's the do you have any like weird things that you've opened up and you've gotten unexpectedly in a box
1: I mean, nothing to that extent, nothing noteworthy like that. No. What about you?
0: I mean, the only thing I could think of was when I worked fireworks every now and again, we would get like, it would be all the way from China. It would be a spider, like the size of a tennis ball, at least it'd just be a huge spider in the middle of a box. And sometimes they'd be dead. Sometimes they'd be alive. And I mean, just immediately they'd be weak because they were trapped in a box. So you could just mm-hmm. kind of crunch them immediately, but it was still terrifying. Not what you were expecting at all.
1: Would you eat a spider?
0: If I was on a deserted island,
1: I, like, like
0: I'm not gonna go like to some market and they have like prepared spiders and be like, that's what I'm gonna try.
1: I would totally eat it in a foreign country where like that's a regular food item. I thought about that in crickets a lot.
0: I mean, I guess I ate part of a scorpion, right?
1: Yeah, true yeah. that. What's the so, difference? <laughs> what, uh, other what segment was that for you?
0: That was my what the feed.
1: Okay. Well, do you want to hit your lifestyle and then I'll go to my what the feed and we'll get back on track here. So
0: my, my lifestyle is take a portion. It doesn't have to be a large portion, a small portion of your life and dedicate it to a novelty sport
1: because we do not quit preaching about disc golf.
0: Disc golf is definitely one of them. And I got to think about this and what actually made it cemented it in my brain Was watching Pete Weber retire from bowling last week where I was like, this is definitely something when he was little that his dad probably bowled every weekend and he just ended up going. He was like, oh, I like this. Tried at it for like a year and was like, I'm pretty good at this. Went on to be literally the only name I know in bowling. Besides like Chris Paul.
1: That's what (laughs) I was going to say. Yep,
0: (laughs) uh, Mookie Betts. I know they're both really good bowlers. Other than that, I don't know anybody else. He he played bold for 41 years. And then I'm thinking, like, then I got my brain going, like, why not just, like, buy a dartboard and get really good at darts and then go over to Europe and compete in one of those awesome fucking dart matches?
1: The electric factory,
0: yes. That would be awesome. So just give a give a novelty sport, disc golf for one. Just give it a chance for, like, a year of your life. Just spend some of your free time doing it. Who knows? You might just be naturally good.
1: True that. Uh, what is his famous quote? You, who,
0: who do you think you are? I am. am. Yeah. And then uh, there's another, there's a gif. There's another gif where he's like, fuck, I can't remember all. And then this last one that he gave was like, "Uh, right before he bowled his last frame, he was like, hate me or love me. All you could do is watch.
1: Honestly, he gets the people going, you know, and that's all you need.
0: Electric factory straight up. Uh, what's your your lifestyle was just an update?
1: The, yeah, the big blessings. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we should probably do beefs last so I can go ahead and uh transition well because I think that will work out for us. So let's hop into what the feed because I found an amazing video this week of this man who is just shooting a bow in his backyard, just you know, a regular hunting bow. And he's a TikToker. Um, I believe it's gonna I can't read his name. It's way too small. I apologize. We'll post it. But it starts off, this man is shooting down a line of rings, and then people are like, well, I bet you can't you know, shoot the hole of a donut. I bet you can't shoot an aspirin. I bet you can't 360 quick scope a paintball. He does it all.
0: An aspirin?
1: Yeah. There's a Jesus. point where he shoots a grain of rice.
0: That's the most. See, this is what I'm talking about with dedicating to a novelty. Sport. Mind-boggling.
1: It was awesome.
0: He needs to go on sports science. Honestly,
1: it that was so a impressive. Segment. He would throw it up, completely turn around, and you know he did it with the aspirin. He did it with the paintball. Just an amazing feat of.
0: That's nuts.
1: Yeah, grain of salt, grain of uh, grain of rice, just
0: bonkers. Yeah, we definitely need to tweet that out because I want to watch it for sure. Uh, Something else that we'll tweet out is uh, you guys need to look into this Krispy Kreme. Give it out a free donut if you get vaccinated. And uh, there are some people who are mad online about this for sure. Uh, That one nerd who always replies to who used to reply to Trump all the time. That doctor, Eugene, I think is maybe his name.
1: Eugene something. Yeah.
0: He like went on the he said it basically there was like Krispy Kreme saying uh they'll give you a free donut if you get vaccinated, it would be the same as Marlboro saying they give you a free cigarette if you got vaccinated. I mean, I'm down for either or. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, <laughs> but you you you're talking to the same crowd. like right. <laughs> the same it just crowd. sounds cooler and cooler every yeah, they're time. Like, they're like, wait, so I can get a donut and a cigarette.
1: You know, the most important cigarette of them all is the post meal cigarette.
0: Yeah, the post meal. If you can combo with walking, yes, that's preferable.
1: It's perfect. Yeah, we and had a, a friend who is the king of the king of post meal yes. cigarettes.
0: Yes, he is a god uh, of post meal cigarettes. Do uh, you got a beef for the people?
1: I have other things that we got to hit. Okay. 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 I'm ready to fire today. I I got all my segments. Shout out Logston real quick cigarette God, but you know, we learned about yellow journalism in school and that's kind of what my Google, this is about. But apparently if you go further and further back, yellow journalism is just people making up lies for entertainment. And so fake news. This one uh, was posted in 1885 here in Missouri, Moberly, Missouri, a strange discovery was found. So out of the St. Louis paper, uh, the city of Moberly, Missouri is stirred up over the discovery of a wonderful buried city, which was discovered at the bottom of a coal shaft 360 feet deep, which was being sunk near the city. A hard and thick stratum. Pause. Stratum. (laughs) Uh,
0: is that that of, thing that dangles in the back of your throat?
1: I don't know what that word is. I'm, I have no idea. Uh, but hard and thick stratum of lava arches and the buried You Gotta city. quit
0: saying hard and thick back to back.
1: Hard and thick. Does that help if it's slower? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the streets of which are regularly laid out and enclosed by walls of stone which is cut and dressed in a fairly good although rude style of masonry a hall 30 by 100 feet was discovered wherein wherein were ah, hate old english stone benches and tools of all descriptions for mechanical service further searches discover disclosed statuses and images of a composition closely resembling bronze, lacking luster. A stone fountain was found situated in a wide court or street, and from it, a stream of perfectly pure water was flowing. So this also was something that I thought was a little weird. So perfectly pure water was flowing, which was found to be strongly impregnated with lime. How pure. Um, those two sentences just yeah. seem to contradict. Uh, but uh, finish up here, Lying beside the foundation were portions of the skeleton of a human being. The bone leg measured the femur four and one and a half feet, the tibia four feet and three inches, showing that when alive, the figure was three times the size of an ordinary man and possessed a wonderful muscular and power and thickness. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what? This man's uh, just use of adjectives is questionable. But it uh, goes on to say that they also found head bones uh, that were separated in two places. Um, Some more stuff about the head bones. And they also found knives there. A search party went down for 12 hours with about four men. And so I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, this place is pretty close by to us. Like I could actually. How have
0: we never heard of it? Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) For a second, I completely forgot you led with that. And I was like, this is an insane story. And then in the middle, I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, he said it was all made up.
1: Yeah, I went and like dug a little deeper. And apparently uh, the paper put out a retraction that was just pretty much Uh none of those people existed who like went and did the search and uh, all that. So that is that
0: that like, I mean, kind of similar to when they did that radio broadcast of when the aliens were. Um. Uh, so in, uh, like same orson wells is that
1: yeah war of the worlds yeah. yeah um so same sort of thing with what i meant by like fake stories being yellow journalism yeah uh, of the day and they, it's like a
0: sitcom but they had to do it in a newspaper
1: correct like that was their yeah. f- media you know <laughs> that's all they had and apparently like those things have progressed like to be different over time um you know it went from giants of the land because we didn't really consider space and then you know, once we were thinking about space, then it went to aliens and like every section of history has their own thing that they kind of make up of yeah. stuff. Um, I don't Something know what ours is. Yet. Time. It's entertaining. Yeah. Speaking of some more time passed, I spent four hours watching the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Why? That is my Snap and MD, SapMDV. Okay. So I think my overall judgment of movies is was that a waste of time? And I think my bottom line answer is no, it wasn't.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I, <laughs> I one Twitter's just made me sick of the Snyder Cut. Like that's just the the jokes just keep going, keep going, keep going, and I almost have muted it.
1: That's why I had to watch it was because it was so popular. But it is. It's almost like uh, the Irishman, where it's like broken up into sections, and there's like. uh seven or eight parts so it's like very easy to digest that way um but it was really it wasn't great but i really liked that batman was just like nothing like he really they really hammered down the fact that he has zero ability because all of his like cool slow-mo action shots are just like him closing the garage door of the plane (laughs) fire but But wasn't too bad to be humbled Without a doubt, his superpower is being rich. I don't know if it's worth your time, but I enjoyed it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: All right. So let's lastly get to the beef. What do you guess?
0: Um, beef free. I I since I prepared another a segment, I I didn't have anything left because I had spent so much time preparing for my sneaky spotlight.
1: Fair enough. Uh, do you want to go ahead and do that now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can. All right, let's do it. We're talking about humbling rich people and billionaires. I I can get right into that. So my my spotlight is this morning at work. Randomly got talking about wealthy people um, for some reason, and then I remembered, like, reading some stuff about how, like, if you just Google like richest families in the world, like the first one that pops up is the Waltons, Mm -hmm. but that's not really true. They're just the richest on paper because the richest families are number one, it's the house of Saud, which is the Royal family of Saudi Arabia. And then number two, the Rothschilds, but neither one of them are very much on paper. So it's hard to like, they can't really estimate it. And like, it kind of makes sense because they're, they, they're tied their One, their wealth is distributed between so many people. Like, the house of Saud is like two, it's like 2000 people. It's insane. It's so big.
1: It's a lot of people for one house.
0: Yeah. And then the Rothschilds, I don't even know how big they are now. I was going to do it on the house side. It would have just been me sitting here mispronouncing people's names and places for like like four or five minutes. So I went ahead with the Rothschilds and super crazy. Learned some, some wild stuff. So, I mean, it started back in like the 1700s in Frankfurt. And they're a Jewish family and so the and like in frankfurt all the jewish people lived on one street and it was like just the ghetto and the houses were packed so tight that like light didn't even pass through but i did not know this it in that time it was against the law for christians to loan money with interest hmm. so because of that jewish people became coin handlers and they would like collect like rare coins and stuff and would actually like distribute and royal families would pick a, and this, I I don't remember the exact term, but it literally, it literally translated to court Jew and it was a Jewish person to handle their money. And Meyer Rothschild, who uh, is like, basically the, the first guy where they really started noticing like, Fucking making moves with this family went from working and like living in this ghetto with his wife and who they had 19 kids with, 10 survived. Not great ratio there. He got so good at like collecting coins and because it's all about like having rare ones because everything was kind of different. There wasn't like a mint back then. So recognized, like the royal, the leaders of Austria like recognized him and brought him in. And we're like, you're gonna be our coin handler. So he takes that, gets control of this rich guy's wealth, starts up banking, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He takes that. He has five sons, 10 kids, five of them are sons. They start banking, but he puts them in four, five different, four different cities, and then one stays with him. So it's in Frankfurt, Vienna, London, Paris, and Naples, spreads them all out. And they start banking and everything. Well, they become powerful enough. And it's all through. They literally had a better communication system than all the other countries. So they, they could get information somehow between like from a son to the father and to the other sons before like other countries could distribute information. So Napoleon attacks uh, like Austria. They take the uh, Meyer takes his money, takes Austrians money. They go to uh, London where one of his sons is and they just start funding the British army. So this is how they really, this is where they go from being like, like decently powerful to now we're funding countries to fight wars basically on our behalf. They get news that Britain has won the war at full day before the British, like the king and queen get the news. A full day, they knew before that the war was already over, and they won. It's how crazy. So, you know, fast forward, uh, they they um, basically are just now like funding wars, like and it's it was kind of rumored that they would like literally like pick people to start wars, and like just whatever ch- side they chose would win because they had the money to back them, and then they were doing crazy stuff like they would. Like so, after one of the uh, British wars, they bought like all the bonds in England, and they went up forty percent in two years, and made a a bazillion dollars. So, uh, fast forward, essentially, they they're super involved in politics. They're getting like they're becoming lords in England, which was like they were the first Jewish lords in England. Ever it was literally against the law until they did it, and they were so powerful that they got the law changed to become lords um, you know Meyer the the patriarch kind of he dies um, a couple of his sons don't oh when he died he left in his will it could only be stuff could only be passed on to men in the family. women could only hold like clerk positions essentially um, so because of that they started collecting art. And they built like forty plus mansions all over Europe, insane houses. Uh, but a couple of the sons, one in Naples and uh, and Frankfurt, didn't have sons, so there it just dried up, and the money just went to the other three. But then here comes Adolf Hitler. Like this is a ways down the line, but we're still only in like London, Paris, and Vienna. Hitler wipes out the Vienna. Spot makes them sell like all their stuff for pennies essentially. Takes like over 6,000 pieces of art and took one of the like the most powerful one and charged them a 21 million dollar ransom, which at in today's money is 375 million dollars and they paid it cash. It's one of the largest ransoms ever paid in the history of the world, and so, but I mean, and then eventually they're of course funding wars. Uh, the Paris one gets blown up, so it's literally just London left in like the 1940s. Obviously, Hitler goes down, so they kind of rally. They bring back the the one in um, Paris, but they don't do anywhere else. So it's just Paris and London, um, and by this time. They're still so powerful, but they've definitely taken a huge hit. Like if if things would have gone their way, if they would have had more sons to like carry on more of these, they would be. It'd be tough to tell where they're at now, but at this point, they've like they're so in, involved in like mining, wine. They they built one of the canals in like northern Africa. Like they just funded it to get ships through. They just were like, yeah, wow. we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, They bought the two largest wineries in France still own those today. And uh they they have it's estimated that they've donated sixty thousand pieces of art to museums across Europe. Insane, insane amounts of like just collecting stuff all the time. Um oh also at the beginning, other side note, They could not marry like the the father was like very into keeping everything in the family, like only guys and like 30 of his 36 first descendants married within the family. Cousins and first cousins. But it just was completely wild. Like the the part that kind of blew my mind was their somehow communication network in like the eighteen hundreds that was faster than countries like they were they were beating other governments to the news and that's how they were able to just control everything today their their net worth as a family is estimated somewhere between 400 billion and 2 trillion like nobody knows because it's all also a lot of it like that one of the lords today has a table from the 1700s that uh oh she was a french queen uh Marie Antoinette has her like makeup table like in a room that his great like, great grandfather bought for like $8,000 at the time which was yeah insane huge. amounts of money like we this was yeah back in like the 1800s early 1800s bought that for like $8,000 and now he has it he has these art pieces that are literally priceless cuz they've been in their family for 250 years almost Wow. And then I didn't really dive down the conspiracy hole, but...
1: Sure, there's plenty.
0: I mean, and all of them are anti-Semitic, if you can imagine.
1: I'm very shocked.
0: Yeah. But a, a wild family that... It's still huge today, but like, there are like four or five things happening that if they just played it different would legitimately control all of banking. Oh, another big hit was like... Uh, France's socialist government kind of shut down their Paris bank when they came back after world war II, And then, so they shut it down for a while in like the eighties, they kind of came back, but they've done such a good job of creating all these like shell companies that you just have no clue what exactly they're even doing.
1: Wow. That was a lot of information. Well done.
0: Thank you. Our first official
1: sneaky spotlight. Yeah. So, Man, I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, so I have some questions that I wrote down for you. Yes. So what years did this start? Uh, you know, we we just jumped around in time. Do you have any like specific timeline of
0: 1743 was when uh May, or Meyer was born and it was like 1760 sometime in the s- mid 1760s when the royal family of Austria like first was like you're our coin handler so he was like it was like he was like 25
1: so he started that um, that that was like the original one who like started the family so
0: in the, like the 1500s is when the first Rothschild became and it Rothschild means red shield mm-hmm. and and like back in this ghetto basically they didn't have house numbers you just mm-hmm. put a symbol outside your house and their family just had a red shield. And so that was the Rothschild. And it was like 1540s. So it was like 200 years after the first one was really known when they finally like started making moves. And it was the family business to just have coins and do shit like that.
1: So we've talked before on here about how um, names originally were based off of whatever your job was. Like that's why there are so many Smiths today. Yeah. Um, so uh, were they you know, a shield creator or were they like fighters?
0: No, it, it originally, it was like the, the symbols could be anywhere from like a blue ship or a red shield. Like, I guess they, they could have been fighters, but it, it didn't ever mention anything like that. It just said the symbol outside their house was a red shield.
1: So they essentially like created their own last name and it had to be like colored symbol sort of. Yeah. System. I think it was like okay.
0: color symbol. And then you just went, by that it would be like they were they were it would have been like it was like meyer red shield and it kind of got condensed to rothschild like after like it mm-hmm. that was a later change and probably like the eighteen. once they started becoming noble and they started getting you know recognized by royals they probably changed it a little bit
1: right so do you have any idea of what this communication system was, or is that all under wraps? No,
0: nobody knows. That's like one of the Wild. many secrets that, but the, it is very much confirmed that they were in London, like at their bank, which the bank that is in London today is still the original one mm-hmm. from when they first moved there. Uh, well, I guess they first moved to Manchester, then moved to this one. So it's, but it's their second location in London, been there for forever. And they were like at the bank, like, all right, yep, we won, it'll be like we'll collect our money now, like thanks, and then mm-hmm. the and then they you know Great Britain found out a day later,
1: wow, uh so speaking of the wars, uh, do you have any specific wars that they like started that are like directly attributed to them
0: the I mean well, the first one they funded was the Napoleonic War mm-hmm. in the early eighteen hundreds, and then there's I would, I'm not hundred percent sure on the ones in between, but it would have been during the industrial revolution. Like they basically, their two biggest pluses for them were the French revolution was when they really started. And then the industrial revolution of the 1800s, where they just took full advantage of like anything. And it, it basically like, it made it seem like they're just playing chess, but with all of Europe.
1: Right. And they were the original CIA is what it seems like. Yeah. Right. Uh, more questions. Uh, was it the most competent or least competent son that got to stay with him there?
0: Uh, I I think the least competent. That's what I, I think. The yeah. I think the one that went to London. The way it was kind of phrased of like, they that was their target to expand it was like they want like we want Britain to right. be like our playground now so i i would assume the least competent stayed and the most two probably went to paris and london
1: and my last like it's kind of a two-parter uh did they ever like think that they're like you said like some of the sons like didn't end up having any more sons and like that ended up kind of hurting him did they ever think that like their sexist tendencies were like such a detrimental hit that like they might change it or you know they, did they I mean
0: they have now but it took until okay. the 19 it took until like the mid 1900s for that to change huh like i would say probably in the 80s is when they started forming so now it's called like the paris they're they're like main the top shell companies like the paris something o c i think and it's based actually out of london um, but like now they can kind of do whatever they want. Uh, and if you, it's, it's kind of silly. I I watched one little YouTube video where they were like interviewing member, like, you know, the kind of higher ranking members in the family. And one of them was like, we're very diverse. We are gardeners and we are <laughs> artists." I was like, yeah, you're all doing that. Cause you have endless money. You can just do whatever you want. Like she's like we're art collectors. I was like, that's a, what a rich person does. Like, what? What do you mean?
1: Good God, living the dream. But wow. they do.
0: Uh, it's the the one that's the highest ranking lord right now is known as the like they're, the
1: head of the family. He's the head of the
0: family, and he is the art collector of Europe. There's literally a style of like art that's called like Roth like Rothschildian or something like it's like their it's like what their eye likes so they know it's like that category
1: right I find it a little ironic that uh Hitler stole all that like for somebody who failed at art school uh he was still there's pictures
0: there's pictures of him like admiring art in their mansion like they're like like the uh soldiers are taking it down and he's, like, standing there, hands on his hips, like, damn, that's a good painting, like, just looking at it. Jeez. And he, he, they only gave back – uh is like, a very small portion got given back to them in the 80s.
1: Yeah, a lot of that was, like, essentially whenever we split up – well, you know, whoever was in there first, I forget what country it was, ended up getting a lot of the stuff, like, whoever confirmed that he was dead. Um, And then they kind of split some of the stuff up according to, like, where it was. And you know how, like, Germany was split for a while, like, of course it wasn't all in one area so if you essentially get the location that had that secure vault you got that wow i'm gonna have to look that up a lot of uh definitely a
0: fun read and there's like i mean there's tons of youtube videos as well um, yeah that just dive into them
1: so frankfurt has the 12th largest stock exchange like were they fundamental in that
0: yeah, I, I would. I would assume. I know bonds and stocks were there. I didn't. There was an, like there was another part that I like. I didn't really read into because I wanted to stick with family history more. But it was like their involvement in the building of the European economy. Like they're basically just structuring it. It's crazy. They their hand was in everything for the last. I mean, from basically the end of the seventeen hundreds through world war ii like they were heavily heavily involved in all financial and like military movement over there
1: wow all right well goodness gracious let's talk some sports now
0: yeah move on to the fun stuff
1: all right well man i could talk to you about that for a while i know
0: i could too. i got that was good god
1: yeah that was a lot uh all right, well, more rags to riches around religion, Sister Jean. What you got?
0: I mean, her doing this like statistical analysis mid prayer is just an all time Sister Jean press move. Like, one, she—I mean, she she didn't write that, she's not doing that. But it's to. To bring to be talking to God and to bring up the fact that they have they're like 50% from the field or something. Yeah, so fucking funny. Well, I think
1: that whenever you're asking for things, you have to be very specific, you know, Mm -hmm. or you don't know where that blessing is going to come.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, one of two things they're either really good, (laughs) they are actually good. Yeah. Or she has God on her side. She's literally pulling strings. Like, I don't, it's crazy because they, they definitely uh, whopped up on.
1: Illinois was Illinois. the big one. Yeah. yeah, that was the big one. Absolutely, they're doing tons this year. So let's get in the tournament because it's been yep. such a blast. How's your bracket looking?
0: Oh, it's busted. I haven't even. I'm too scared to check. There, there's my one that's the highest percentage now. Has Illinois as the as the champion? Rough. So. I I kind of expect it. It's always fun. Like the first five or six games, you're like, oh my God, I got all these. And then all of a sudden you lose the next eight games.
1: I mean, it just takes one, you know, and I typically do about three. I do two different ones that I think are both plausible with different champions. And then I do one silly one, uh, which of course had Mizzou winning the championship. So I don't know where that one's at. I'm a little concerned to check.
0: I did. I did three. I have two with Gonzaga and one. Or I did four. Two with Gonzaga, one with Arkansas, and one with Illinois.
1: And yeah, I have Arkansas up there a lot.
0: The Arkansas one was my – the Arkansas one and the one, the Gonzaga one, was just, like, just randomness. Like, just just click and, like, let it happen. Um, But the Gonzaga one and the Illinois one tried, and they just – yeah, not good.
1: I mean, that's all you can do. But I think that that's – Kind of what makes the tournament great, like I want to talk about that oh. some because you know I saw a lot of people complaining that, like, oh hey, their favorites weren't winning, and you know the blue buds weren't there, weren't winning, but like a chalk tournament isn't fun to me,
0: yeah, if my bracket is doing well, the tournament probably sucks,
1: oh, a hundred percent, I think you know, first second round, you want those big upsets, and then third round, you're like kind of worried about your bracket and you want chalk yeah
0: you you try to get like. 6 of the Elite 8. Like that's a good goal
1: without a doubt. I mean, it's been entertaining, it's been fun. A 6 of the Elite 8 is still tremendously
0: hard. It's, oh, it's so hard. I I don't I maybe have done that one time in the last 10 years and filling out 3 to 4 brackets each year, so that's like 40 brackets I've done it like maybe once I got five or six. Um and this will be the first Sweet 16 without kansas duke or kentucky since like 1970 michigan state as well michigan state yeah it's like since the 70s right this is a very unblue blood tournament
1: and i love it i mean that's been my favorite part so far was that 30 point loss that was dished out yesterday wow talk to me it felt good i i put it on and I turn to my girlfriend and I go, babe, we're USC fans tonight, just so you know. And good God, did they turn it on. And nobody cries on the internet as hard as KU fans. And Bill Self. <sighs> I mean, I've already taken some shots at him on our Twitter account if you want to check him out.
0: But good.
1: It's gracious. At SNKY, Athletic Pod.
0: Yeah. No, they were uh, they were bitching away for sure. Early and often. Without a
1: doubt. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the tournament so far? Besides that, don't take mine. My-,
0: my favorite part has been learning about Oral Roberts. and
1: <laughs> Did you go on that Wikipedia page?
0: <laughs> yeah. And seeing what their campus looks like and what Bonkers. new money in the 70s, lo- it, what it really looks like. That That campus is frozen in time. He is
1: currently on an ultimatum from God. Uh, And has raised about half of it. Uh, He said he needed $9 million to uh, fund new medical students, or God said that he was going to bring them home. Oh, God. And so he's at like 4.5 currently. Uh, They cut out their dentistry school and a couple other things, but apparently that hospital has been like 50% capacity or less, like through COVID and everything over the last couple of years.
0: Well, I mean, they're getting all the publicity they need. I'm love, I love. I love the, the like two hands sculpture the, that they yeah had. giant
1: praying hands yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently it was part of a nine hundred foot Jesus but they didn't have uh, the funds for the rest oh. of
0: it. <laughs> Just the hands will do. The hands will do. They were bang. ahead. That's a that's an emoji. That was like the first emoji. Mm-hmm. They dropped. <laughs> that it. What you think? <laughs> yeah, the praying hands. They were like right. this is gonna bang they'll get it here in 40 years, 50 years.
1: So the medical building is actually, I have you, you've seen the pictures of their campus, I assume, right?
0: Yeah. I don't, I didn't go into like which building was, which I just saw that, like the very like seventies art deco, vibe.
1: but it's like star Wars seventies for sure.
0: Yeah. Cause it's all like white. It's like white and silver, right?
1: Well, it was sent by God. Yeah. Well, so the main tall building that you see in pictures of their campus um is actually what that 900 foot jesus was standing next to and that's how he knew how tall he was oh uh, and so that's like kind of symbolistic of that but what does not make any sense to me is on each side of that building there's a 20 story build 20 story i believe or yeah it's 20 30 and 90 and just why? Why can't it be 30, 30, 90? Like my OCD is freaking out every time I look at that. It's so frustrating. It's like whenever your balls are hanging and one's a little bit lower than the other because mm-hmm. it just looks like a giant cock of balls. But, you know, Greatest it's coming kitchen. straight from the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> their basketball stadium is actually also their uh, church service. I was going to say, there's uh,
0: no way they yeah Th- that definitely doubles
1: so plenty of people have actually cut and run from them recently and their uh viewership has dropped from like 2.5 million to a million um in the last couple of years and you know he's been breaking the money left and right regardless but
0: very interesting Your enrollment is tiny oh yeah four thousand.
1: i don't know i mean it's just very obviously like I don't actually i'm not going to step on any toes here uh it's
0: money funneling for the cartel isn't it
1: it's money funneling of something um goodness yeah. gracious the uh, same as gcu um which you know was sold just like a couple years ago and essentially turned into a diploma mill and so, yeah they're
0: the new university of phoenix
1: exactly yeah and they they look pretty good but you know just another
0: they have a sweet crowd. When they, have you ever seen those videos? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think we have oh, yeah. about it on pod. Way into it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the common link uh, between all those schools, uh, religion. So. Our Lord and Savior. Doing something right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: He uh, sure loves basketball. <laughs> that Jesus Christ. He was a hooper.
1: <laughs> so uh, the last thing I want to talk about in the tournament is you think there's an at risk on this year? asked rick oh
0: um no
1: me either i i've been seeing that a lot and you know obviously it's from like the ku fans and the illinois fans and the but Duke
0: fans probably right they I didn't even make it
1: i personally think this year is harder than any other year because typically the one seeds have the benefit of you know they don't travel as much they're not you know pressed as much as some other teams but I mean, looking at it, you know, if they're all staying in the same place, that advantage is gone.
0: Yeah, and the the bigger schools can afford better accommodations Without for their players. They're taking nicer planes back and forth. They're eating nicer meals, staying in nicer hotels. Like, these are all things that they get the advantage of. Where it's now, it's like, all right, we all get the same weight rooms, the same. Shitty meals, the same hotel room, and also looking back, like I mean, we'll never know because last year never happened. But all everybody was talking about last year is how it was going to be fucking chaos at the tournament, right? Like there was like a, who knows, like nobody could even make a an accurate prediction of which way the March Madness was going to go because everything was looking like just it was going to be major upset after major upset. We're seeing that this year. It's been a it's been a continuation. Uh, I I've enjoyed every second that I've got to watch basketball. Besides the Mizzou game,
1: yeah, uh, that was tough. Do you want to talk about that? Some I I have some breakdowns of it, but it just it's kind of sore spot. I mean, our
0: offense just doesn't move the ball. It's just stagnant. Like Tillman was looking fantastic, but if
1: he was we, out for way too long, uh, yeah, you know, and like five I mean, that was at the,
0: that was at the beginning of the game.
1: That second, when he, I'm when talking he was about doing, the second half.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I yeah, he
1: was the, doing amazing that. at the first half. Yeah. And,
0: but it was like if he didn't, if he got double teamed and like, sure, sometimes he'd kick it out. But if like if our offense wasn't getting uh, a turnaround hook shot from him or him getting double or triple teamed and like making a perfect pass, we weren't doing anything.
1: Brown, uh, you know, hold your tongue for a minute on him because he went three from three from three uh you know in the first half and then he didn't play very much at the end and obviously the big one is penson which i understand that you know bugs is a little bit more consistent uh, but the peak is way higher with penson and you know i think at this point in the year you got to sink or swim
0: and he's gone now yeah oh absolutely the transfer portal portal so i mean like was he
1: do you think he was going to do that before because he was was
0: that was what was rumored, I mean, online, that he was going to do that. But, like, I, I don't know. I just didn't – I didn't get any of the moves. It. We never – it seems like the little stuff, inbounds plays, breaking, like, a press, or, like, you know, getting out of a double team, we just don't know. And we're we're an older team. Like, we should know that.
1: Oh, I completely agree. And – It was kind of like all building up to this year. Like, obviously, like the MPJ thing was a bust. uh, But this has been our, like, I, you know, sat there and told my girlfriend, I was like, this is the most important game that we've played since we lost to Norfolk
0: State. Yeah. I I would agree. We needed to do something.
1: We'll see. Hopefully they figure it out. Well, let's wrap this up real quick with uh, some NBA news because I know there's plenty of that on the table.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got big injuries. For mm-hmm. sure, with LeBron and his ankle probably out for a month, Lamelo and his wrist.
1: Trajan his le- uh, right thumb.
0: Oh, his thumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember how long he's going to be out for, but probably six to eight weeks at least. And
1: essentially, it seemed like the rest of the year, uh, okay. because I saw plenty of talk on today of comparisons of players in the past and, well, that have won the rookie of the year and how much time they missed and, like, how big of a hurdle that is to jump. But, Mm. you know, nobody's been better than him as a rookie this year, without a doubt.
0: He's been fucking awesome. Uh, We have Kyrie just clearly taking Kiyo on his birthday.
1: Injured with a hangover. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I yeah, I saw you tweet that, and I was like, well, that was – (laughs) <laughs> the most obvious thing once you pointed that out. like He oh, takes time family. off every
1: year for his birthday um, and then somebody else's birthday. And there's somebody else in the league who takes time off for their like sister's birthday every year.
0: I mean, kind of got to respect it, right?
1: I don't hate it. Um, you know, Stephen A. Smith, who's obviously just a television wonder, uh, you know, was talking yes. about how LeBron – Needed this rest and like good for him. He's like, I, I don't really care, you know. As long as they make the playoffs, why not?
0: Fair enough. With uh, how long is AD out?
1: So that's the question. Is obviously he's injury prone. Uh, they think that LeBron will be back probably at the same time as him, but you know they're estimating anywhere from like a month and a half to two
0: weeks. I was seeing so stuff we'll see. that, that LeBron's going to come back with like a titanium bionic ankle or some shit that you just pay for it to get it i mean he'll out. just
1: be the greatest player in basketball yeah. with titanium ankle you know all he does has to do is step on the court
0: those stem cells be hidden uh <laughs> I blake blake griffin don't
1: well actually uh, since this is our lord and savior sport maybe not
0: oh with the basketball with, With the, the stem, stem cells. cells yeah. yeah.
1: It seems like those two are contradictory.
0: Yeah. That's, you're probably right there. Yeah. Uh, Blake
1: Griffin. Oh, I'm all about that because good God, did he just police uh, the Pistons?
0: The Pistons. Yeah. That was, he was definitely uh, underselling, underperforming.
1: And it worked out good for him. Yeah. You knew I, the second that he was on Brooklyn, I knew that he was going to dunk the first game. He did. It was get- just a given.
0: He did that classic move of you're picking kickball teams. Your best friend gets picked by the other team and fakes an injury, goes out, mm. comes back in, and is like, oh, yeah, I'll just join their team. That I'm injured, like, you know, right? like I'm out. Like, I, I've i seen that move a thousand times. Started on the playground.
1: Hey, if it works. But, you know, we got a couple other teams trying to make it work. Um, and one that I just want to hit real quick that didn't – last year Miami uh, even beginning of this year didn't want James Harden because they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero bananas I I know I just wanted to let that sit like that is just the most bonkers uh you just have too much faith in the guy but I think we'll see some moves by the end of the year Chicago apparently wants to make another try uh Hawks are like shopping half their team besides like Trey Young you know and then obviously Drummond's going to be off the Cavs. I think he's going to end up going to the Lakers, which might help that whole LeBron AD situation.
0: What is Kevin Love doing?
1: So he's kind of like been in and out of, you know, he'll play for a little bit. And then obviously he's injury prone as well and old, uh, but he has big beef with uh, Colin Sexton. And okay, yeah.
0: That's what I thought.
1: Yeah. So like on court, you can see it. Like there's been times that like Love has just like walked up the court and just clapped his hands the whole time walking up just so like Sexton will give him the ball. I get it, but like get him out of there. And Cavs fans He's have turned up that
0: contract him. too.
1: nobody's going to take it without a doubt. So that's an issue. I mean, same sort of thing that's going on with Drummond. Like they're trying to get rid of it, but eventually I think they're just going to buy him out. And, you know, he'll go to wherever he has the best shot and hopefully he starts playing again because my fantasy team's hurt. Mm,
0: that's what really matters.
1: Without a doubt. And last but not least, Lonzo ball having a hell of a year is probably going to get traded off too.
0: Yeah. I wonder if where... not,
1: sign and trade over the summer. Um, Chicago's put some interest in. Honestly, I hope the Bucks get him. You know, they made that trade for P.J. Tucker to help him in the playoffs, but that would be a wonderful second point guard.
0: What about Charlotte?
1: So they're pretty point guard heavy, especially if Lamelo comes I don't, back.
0: Yeah, I don't really know their lineup at all. I haven't. Um,
1: they got scary Terry. Oh, um, nice Devonte Graham, uh, Gordon Hayward. So they have like plenty of ball handlers. They could, without a doubt. Um, but do I think that it would improve their chances?
0: Not no. really. Uh, one last, last thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought of this. We should definitely touch on it. Deshaun Watson. Bad deal. Certified bad deal. Either way.
1: Glad we said that.
0: Just wanted to bring it up. Put that on record.
1: (laughs) All right. Brave.
0: Thank you. Uh, So you got anything else? Was that the last, last, last deal?
1: Yeah, it can be the last, last, last deal.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, uh, that wraps it up for this episode. We'll see everybody back in two weeks. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us. Twitter, we've been super active lately. So if you're looking for some good sports content, uh, we definitely will supply you there. You can also give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, other than that, we'll see you. Sneak out